to the Black Men Sidebar Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad, um, and thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. In case you want to leave any feedback to the Sidebar Podcast for us to circle back through at a later date, um, we have a Gmail account. It's blackmensidebar at gmail.com. Once again, blackmensidebar at gmail.com is our Gmail account that we take in feedback or suggestions or just generally some some props that you guys may want to give throughout the podcast. Please enjoy and um, let's check out this week's episode. All right, so welcome to the Black Men Sidebar Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad. Um, so today I have with me a old friend of the family, in a sense. Um, her name is Marissa. She has her own um, nonprofit company called Let's Heal, dealing with mental health and other ac- other things that uh, kind of correspond with that. Uh, Marissa, you want to talk to the people real quick? Yes. So thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Marissa. I am indeed the co-founder of Let's Heal. And hey. our mission is to restore the African-American, African descent community through conversations and self-care practices. Our programs are designed to educate and create safe spaces for your mental health. Uh, it's myself and a colleague, Keith Rogers. And we also have a youth director. Her name is Jewel. And right. she runs um, our youth program as well. So thank you for having me. I'm excited. I love it. Thank you for coming, Marissa. And yeah, so y'all know the emphasis on the podcast is talking about faith, family, and the Black male experience. We can't talk about the Black male experience without excluding our Black queens, and then we can't talk about it without talking about our young kings and queens that are coming up. So I thought this was a perfect opportunity for us to dive into mental health. It's something that's generally not spoken about that much in the minority community. So Marissa agreed to jump on with us. Um, So briefly, Marissa, what is, um, in your opinion, a good definition of mental health? Mental health is, so there's a difference. There's mental illness and then there's mental health. So mental health Mm -hmm. specifically can be anything that just like kind of disrupts it's it's your health. It's anything mentally. So I know that sounds hard just saying it's a definition. <laughs> so um, but specifically, it's just anything that involves um, what you're going through mentally, whether it be depression, whether it be anxiety, whether it be mm-hmm. and and it's um, the difference between mental health and mental illness is that mental illness you would actually be you know um, you would go to a doctor and they would say, okay, you have like anxiety disorder. And this is something that you mm-hmm. may or may not have to take medicine for. Whereas mental health, you may just be dealing with anxiety here and there, but it doesn't disrupt your daily life every day. It just may disrupt you at that moment. Um, and mental gotcha, health is gotcha. also self-care too, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to dive into that in a little bit too. But in your um, in your history or just memories, like what sparked your interest in mental health? Like you guys got a whole nonprofit going, so it had to be something. Yeah, um, it was after graduating from grad school, post grad. Um, I dealt <laughs> with a story. lot of <laughs> yeah, I dealt with a lot of mental health uh, issues during grad school. Just trying to juggle being a grad student, being a black mm-hmm. woman, working, mm-hmm. and then once I graduated, the problems were still there. And I noticed that, like, I wasn't the only person dealing with it. Like, 
I was like, whoa, like, is this a, just a me thing? And when I realized that there were so many other people who looked just like me who were going through it, I'm like, no, I think we have to have a space where we could talk about this as a unit, where we can um, have a safe space, especially, you know, there's so much stigma around it within our community. It's like, yes, yep. we can go to God and we could pray on it too, but God also needs yeah. us to do our work on our end too. And that's why I wanted to start Let's Heal because I wanted us to, again, have that safe space to talk things out. Yep, yep. No, I think that's fair. Like, I think there's this overextended stigma about anything health related. I think it's been worse in generations past, but I think it's definitely getting better, where it's not non biblical or unscriptural to go to a doctor, right? Uh, it's, it's not uh, taboo or demonic to have a therapist, right? God has gifted certain people with certain skill sets for the benefit of his people or the kingdom, right? So I think it's it's interesting to see how that's shaken up now and uh, things that would have been like, oh, no, nah, I got a demon or something. You know, some of us really went mm-hmm. that far left to know they, they may just have a, a mental disorder of some sort and we need to be sure we balance out the spiritual and the medical, right? I think that's, that's where it's heading and I'm kind of excited to see where it lands. What you think? I agree. You said that lovely. Uh, I couldn't agree more, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some ways in which you, since, you know, leaving grad school, since starting a nonprofit or even a little bit before, have been able to incorporate uh, safe or routine mental health practices? I've I've done so many things. I try to journal if I can, um, find time. I try to read. Um, I try to make sure I'm turning my phone off at certain times of the day, uh, drinking tea. There's just so many things that I try to do. And if I could just squeeze one of those things in, whether it's working out, eating a meal that makes me happy. Uh, this morning, my thing was listening to music and just right, right before work and just kind of getting myself pumped up for a good day. Um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I just try to do it in big or small ways, but I always try to put it on the forefront that I can do something each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in an aspect where we got COVID, where we got, you know, some democratic unrest depending on when i drop this podcast you guys will know exactly what i'm talking about but i think bringing in those daily routines on a regular kind of brings a level of stability where people really need right now it's like uh if we don't find those if whether it's be in your faith whether it be outside of your faith like i really am concerned where things will lead so mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you dropping some of those gems for us um and we kind of alliterated to it a little bit. What are, forgive me. Um, so why do you think that mental health now has made it to the forefront uh, a little bit more, maybe in the last five years or last two years um, compared to like how we were talking more uh, before where it's kind of, it was kind of tabooed for a while. I think we're just a generation that like, we like to name things. We like to mm-hmm. label things. We want to know what is this thing that I'm feeling? Um, I think we, we have, and that's a privilege, right? Um, when you think about just being black, being a black man or woman before that, they were fighting. They, they were mm-hmm. on, you have civil rights movements, you have, uh, women in the workplace, men in the, there was just so much. They didn't have, the privilege to tap into these things the way we did. So I don't 
Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't knock past generations for doing the best that they could no, do because sure. they were always on survival mode. But for us, it's like yep. we're on survival mode and we've made room to figure out what the heck is going on with us internally and externally. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I think that's fair. I, I think even I was talking with my sister at one point, and I'm trying to do better with not putting names. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Those are she is, right? But like, I was talking with her at one point, and I was like, I think the issue now is just like you say, we put names to things, but it's not as if these things never existed, right? These things probably existed, but we didn't have not necessarily the privilege but the bandwidth to be able to rest in what is this that I'm struggling with? Why is it that I struggle with this anxiety now um, around my future? Like if we even think back down to just our culture's background, you were as a slave trying to stay alive, Mm -hmm. right? As an indentured Mm -hmm. servant, you were just trying to get ahead, During Jim Crow, it's like you're just trying to not shake the boat enough to go missing. And Mm -hmm. now it's like you got to work a whole lot harder to make me go missing. But, hey, I'm one paycheck away, which I think we noticed during COVID, um, from being furloughed. Right. So it's now that you have the time. What is it? What is it that causes this tension from a spiritual Mm -hmm. or even mental level? Right. And it's it's interesting. I was like, I, I even told my sister where I was like, I don't think I don't have issues with anxiety. I think I do. I think the way that my parents, the way my grandparents, the way I, the way she may struggle with it or not struggle with it is just different. Um, and I think being self-aware enough to know, hey, what are the routines that help each person kind of um, keep their composure and their mental health? Is just it, it looks different in 2020 than it may have looked in like 2010 or 2000 or the 1990s, you know. Yeah. Um, but thoughts? What you think? No, I'm sorry. I I just I'm being mindful of not cutting you off. You know. No, you um, good. You good. But everything <laughs> it's, it's that informal. you said, yeah, <laughs> everything that you said is just you know you hit the nail right on the head. Um, mm-hmm. like. We, again, we have the time and space. I think a lot of us are also tapping into spirituality. And when you tap into spirituality, your mental health becomes a topic of discussion. When you're really internally trying to figure things out, we're trying to break generational traumas. And when you Mm -hmm. start to tap into that, you're like, whoa, wait, that cousin, that uncle that we never saw, wait, did they have Mm X, Y, Z that was, you know, an insert mental health issue here? Were they bipolar? Were they schizophrenic? Like, why didn't yep. we just keep this on the hush hush? Why didn't we help them? Um, yep. I think that's what it is. And again, it's because we have the time to do so. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they fought so much, we have the time to fight even more to really get mm-hmm. into the deeply rooted things that's really impacting our people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. I think sometimes I wonder if the generations that came before us had the time to generally just uh, think through the trauma that they've experienced, if um, it would look even different than it does now from a spiritual standpoint, from a mental standpoint. But 
I, I guess I'm just grateful that we're moving forward enough to be self-aware enough to realize, hey, this is something as a community we got to work on. This is like what stays in the house, what happens in the house can't always stay in the house. Ooh, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, it's a thing of, yo, if there was a certain level of trauma that occurred, homie, we just got to deal with this. We got to accept our part in it. And we got to, just like the, the phrase says, let's heal, right? Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, yo, I really like the title of the nonprofit. I think it's, it's going to be golden. Um, what, in your opinion, um, are sometimes some triggers to that, that type, that type of trauma that could cause issues with mental health, right? So like, basically what you think are some triggers that like people in our community may face? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when we turn on the TV, I mean, again, I don't know when you want to post this, but, um, it's. Or we can even think about June back in every when everything happened with mm-hmm. George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And yep. just turning on the TV can really trigger our people. Um mm-hmm. and it's constant. Mm-hmm. We're, we're constantly in what I would consider a psychological warfare. Where yep. these images, these black stories, you know, in Netflix and Amazon and all these people want to do black stories and it's just yep. sad stories. And it's like Mm-hmm. Y'all are preaching to the choir. We already know what's going on in our community. The people need to be watching. You got to tell part. us. Yeah, you don't got to tell us. I don't need to watch another <laughs> documentary about a Black man wrongfully convicted because this mm-hmm. is our reality. And things mm-hmm. like that can be triggering. I, I mean, the fact that people couldn't even watch, um, I think it was called When They See Us. Yes. Yep, I was I, literally just about to say yes, that. That's a trigger. I still have yep. not seen that because I know that if I watch something like that, yep. I'm going to be angry. Yep. You know, I I'm going to be sad. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to have a headache. And yep. to protect well, my even mental from health. Me, yeah. What'd no, you, you could go. <laughs> now, I mean, even for me, like it took me, and I'm almost embarrassed to say on the record, but it took me about at least a week to two weeks to actually watch the George Floyd um, video mm-hmm. last year. Cause I was like, I can see myself in that individual. So then when we get to the point of conversation, like I think I had to remove myself from social media to uh, maintain some of the friendships because I understand this is like, these are things that are political, can be political conversations. This is a life, right? So I think when it comes to just regular triggers, I agree with you. Sometimes we got to have some more positive representation Mm -hmm. so that, hey, we can at least like, I think, and I heard on one of the other podcasts I listened to, I think that's why so many people struggled originally when the Cosby allocations came out. It's like, we looked Mm -hmm. up to this dude and it's like, Mm -hmm. now you tell me this dude doing all of this here, like, but I mean, hey, the show was still great, but we we can't equate the show to the actor. But it's like when we have these role models in the black community and they fall in a sense, um, it just it causes this tension. Uh, We see it a lot with like church member or church pastors that, you know, that fell short and it's all a lot there. But I agree with you. I think it's. I think it's interesting. Me and Eric was watching. um, It was a movie on um, a candlestick. And it was called uh, Love Sylvia. 
and I was joking at the end, but I realized, yo, I've been introduced to so many movies that end badly when our community is like the main roles in it, like a boys in the hood type of deal. But these are classic movies. The movie ended well. Like him and the girl mm-hmm. got together. Sorry if y'all ain't seen the movie. Like spoiler <laughs> alert. But <laughs> and it was like I was like, are you serious? And I literally was like, this ain't realistic. And I'm like, man, I think I've been conditioned wrongly. <laughs> to That's think. why a lot of people had issues with Queen and Slim because of how it ended. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. damn, another another sad sad ending. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was so old. crazy. Yeah, it's just like, man, why as a culture are we conditioned to believe that everything will end differently? You know, in the same way, sometimes we struggle because we feel like the opposite culture is conditioned to believe that we're a threat, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just this tension, and it's like, how do we even move forward in that? Um, but yeah, now I'm tracking him. I'm hearing what you're putting out there. All right, so I got a few more for you. Um, do you think, and we kind of hinted to it, that there is a balance between um, mental health practices and spiritual health practices? And what do you, what do you think a good balance, balance is? Mm-hmm. Um. I believe that there's a balance um, between mental health and um, spirituality. I feel like during your healing process, you bump into spirituality um, a lot. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie Soul that just came out. I don't want to spoil another yes. movie. Yes, um, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's a mixture. That's that's spirituality, but it's also mental health in a way. Mm-hmm, because again, mm-hmm. in order to understand yourself, in order to understand, is this thing triggering me? Is this thing making me anxious? Is th- why is this thing making me feel this way? You need to understand who you are, and that's what spirituality to me is about. How do you, how do you see yourself in this world? You know, how do you function with others? What is what is your place here? How are you living? Um, so to me, I think that they connect so much. Um, and I think that there you can have a healthy balance because mm-hmm. while you're meditating, that's practicing self-care, that's practicing tapping into your mental health, you know, like it's just, it's, it's all, and you know, I, I like to say this thing on our, um, in, on our page, you know, Mental health is not linear. It's it's constantly happening and it's going in all these different directions. And spirituality, when you're learning about it and you're learning about yourself, I feel like it's the same way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what no, I think? can I can I can agree with that. I think, and this is the funny part is meditation is actually scriptural. Now it may mm-hmm. be a different type of meditation. There's there's a scripture that says to meditate on the word daily. Now it may be using it in a different definition culturally mm-hmm. than we do now, but. I do believe there is a balance between the two or um, or we just aren't really, you know, structuring it correctly. I think culturally we sometimes put a negative stigma when it comes to mental health, like just pray it away. Mm-hmm. But hey, sometimes you need to be able to talk it through. And there may be some things that your leader, your church is not uh, medically qualified to address. Right. So you need to go to a medical professional. Even if you had a like a cancerous issue, you can pray. And the Lord, I do believe, has the ability to heal you. But he also Mm -hmm. has the ability to heal you through doctors. Right. Um, I think sometimes it's the same thing when it comes to therapy, when it comes to natural uh, 
aspects of mental health or routine. Like one thing I do is because we're in the day in the office all day, I will go outside and go for a walk in our neighborhood mm-hmm. to get a simple routine of getting some air, getting some vitamin D, kind of getting a, a release of some sort. And while I'm walking, I may be praying as well, right? It's a yeah. perfect opportunity to be here for a little bit. Um, if I know there's some things within my community or my church circle or my family that are still kind of, you know, vexing me in a sense, in that way, I find the balance and I take it up to the Lord. I think for me, it's a, I don't like it when we go to the extremes of the two. I think it's meant to be in balance. And when it's not, when it's all medical, then we alleviate from the spiritual. Yeah. Um, and I think some things are spiritual still. Yeah, and I agree when it's all spiritual, then we're into some level of mysticism, which isn't healthy, right? Jesus walked on earth, just like us. <laughs> but it's just understanding that balance, I think, is where I'm generally at in not trying to overly demonize either or because of someone's yeah. experience or exposure, you know? That makes sense. I agree. No, I definitely agree. You know, um, I was thinking about so for me I've been tapping more into spirituality in the sense of like chakra healing and you know different things like that and when you even think about chakra healing and you're trying to work on you know I'm trying to work on my heart chakra right when I'm Mm -hmm, when I'm trying mm -hmm. to understand my heart chakra more I sometimes I have to do some inner work which means I have to tap into what it was like to be a a child right and Mm -hmm, then it's mm -hmm. like well what triggers me and what what traumas that I face as a child and again there you go there's that mental health right so it always comes back I think like it's it's almost crazy to think that it wasn't this automatic for me years ago you know like wow it was always right there in my face and I was just like throwing it to the side because that's what I was that's what I saw growing up, and that's all mm-hmm. I knew. That we don't have them problems; that's their problem. You know what yep, I'm yep. saying? <laughs> so you know, yep, it's I know exactly how easy about. it is. Yeah, it's right there in our face the whole, the whole time. The whole mm-hmm. time. And the thing with me is, is because you know me pretty well. The things that I'm defiant on are not things that require heavy debate. Right. In my view, yeah, from a spiritual standpoint, I do believe there's only one way to God. Right. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that there are things that we naturally do spiritually in the Christian faith and things that are found in other faiths aren't going to aren't going to what's what's the word Uh, replicate or mirror themselves. Yeah, because everyone's using the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. that's it because the thing for me is is when you actually look at the christian faith it comes out of the jewish faith when mm-hmm. you look at the jewish faith there was a portion of it that split after abraham that led to the islamic faith now will i go as extreme to say yo so everybody can make it into heaven i don't know if i'm gonna go that deep that seems mm-hmm. disrespectful to me but what I will say is, yo, if I am one that follows Christ and cares for people, then I should be meeting people where they are first and simply hearing their truth, which is something mm-hmm. that is the other side where it's like, well, you know, it's only one truth. Okay. To me. <laughs> and I believe that they also believe something too. And I owe it to hear their point of view. And simply put, sometimes it's living life with people 
through may, what may be some of their trauma or spiritual trauma or whatever or church hurt so that you can give them a different viewpoint of what the faith should look like when you live in community right yeah if you got somebody at your church that's struggling with mental health and y'all are living in community everyone there should be aware hey like you're triggering that person mm-hmm. yes <laughs> exactly. an and they should be grouping around that person right um and being like yo no we are family we're not like a family we are a family right um but yeah now i'm tracking what you're putting out there um mm-hmm. oh yeah because it's gonna help one of the other podcasts we're gonna do a little later um because we're answering a lot of the questions so how do you think our physical health fits into like proper self-care oh that's a big one um because you know when you're stressed um, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can attest to this. You get real tense in your back and mm-hmm. neck area. I got so, high chiropractor bills. Yes. Um, and again, with physical health, the way the things that we eat, um, the mm-hmm. things we put into our bodies, um, I'm, I think that those things connect very, very, very much. So again, like if you are stressed or you, you know, you can go to the gym to relieve some of that stress to really get yep. release yep. those toxins in a healthy way. Just so someone they might need a journal and get it all out, and some people may need to go to the gym and just get it all out on the treadmill or you yep. know on a, on a machine, or some people mm-hmm. may need to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, again, it's so it's crazy to think how much this stuff connects and how I, I wouldn't say it's easy. You know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm never gonna say it's easy because You're minimize um, it out here on these streets. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna minimize it, but I will say mm-hmm. it's it's there. You know, yeah. the signs and everything that it's connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I hear what you're putting out there. Um, and then another one would be, and we've kind of been hinting at it. Um, why do you feel as though, or in your opinion, why is it that it seems as though like a lot of minority um, communities struggle with the health community as a whole or profession? Mm. Well, I know when it comes to medical health, I'm sure everyone knows about the Tuskegee experiment, with hey. the right? Mm-hmm, and then I think mm-hmm. those things Educate just kind of like, yeah, that like those things kind of boil over into other things. Um, mm-hmm. Why would I trust what a doctor saying to me about my my mental when I don't even trust them with my physical? Yeah. Or why is it that when sure. I go into this doctor's office, they don't look like me? Mm-hmm, so now I'm mm-hmm. talking about something. I'm had I'm my stress is these 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 people that don't look like me out here over here terrorizing a Capitol building and then when I go mm-hmm. to the therapist about it, the therapist look just like those people. Yep, so I'm triggered <laughs> when I walk in the door. Yeah. Like, I trust you, sir, but yeah. I don't trust your folks right now, and I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also just think our communities, our minority, we pride in strength, and some mm-hmm. for some reason, I mean, we all know the reason. Um, you know, expressing yourself is seen as a weakness and we mm-hmm. don't want to be seen as weak because again, we've been in survivor mode for generations after generations after generations. However, I would say the opposite. I would say that being vulnerable is the strongest thing that you could do to tap into the things that bother you, to communicate the things that are worrying you, the things that trigger you, the things that you had to deal with is actually mm-hmm. strengthened within itself. Um, but Agreed. I think that it can be seen as weakness, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think that may even be another episode we do at some point, but the idea of what it looks like to be, this is a black male podcast, but it's really for all of us, to be a strong black man, right? Mm-hmm. A few years back, even to still a little bit now, that means you don't cry, right? You mm-hmm. uh, you you handle your business, like whatever, whatever that may be. Um, you're real rock solid. But the idea of sharing your emotions was like taboo, right? It even had some very negative connotations growing up when I was younger. I'm not going to use no words because I don't believe in all that. But <laughs> I got to make sure yeah. I keep my keep my space in the right right spot. But it's like this idea of, yo, um, why should I trust? And now it's even affecting to the church, the health community, the church community, where you guys aren't necessarily showing your trust for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like this weird tension because like even I was looking at, and I don't know if you've seen it, it was a like a documentary um, dealing with sex. And to my Christian people, yes, sex is in the Bible. So get past it. Um, (laughs) But it was dealing with sex and Janelle Monae had narrated it. And it got to the part about childbirth. And to my students that's listening, y'all don't need to look at that yet. Some of y'all do. Some of y'all don't. You know who you are. Um, And it was talking about the doulas, right? Because of this deal where um at a certain point when i think it was like some of the ieds and birth controls first came out it was or just um african-american women going into labor a lot of them weren't making it yes and i was like whoa i just looked at eric and i was like yo i'm not it's to this day there was a woman who died during childbirth it's Uh, to this this day it's crazy. And I get then if I was in the shoes of our black queens, yeah, I get why childbirthing, why getting pregnant, why all of these things have a different um, trigger point than it would even the males. And I get as me being a male who genuinely loves hard, probably a little emo- more emotional than some, like very expressive, but at the same time, very protective. I don't know how I would do if I was in the scenario um, of some of the males that might have been there and they went there with their wife and they didn't come back with their wife or their girl. Came back with just, right? or they have to make a decision of who's going to live, which mm-hmm, a lot of black mm-hmm. men are facing. That's craziness. But then I guess when, then when we get to this point of this distrust, it's like, yo, it's, it's merited. And it has some history behind it, even outside of just slavery or anything like that. So it's like, yo, I don't even know from some standpoints, where do you start to heal from that? Like, you got any thoughts? When it comes to this mistrust within the medical community, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the way we start to heal from it is we take back our control. And I see a lot of black women doing at home births and getting black Mm -hmm. GYNs and getting black doulas and black midwives and, or even, you know, black doctors in general to, you know, because that's the only way we can fight back is to take control over what the things we can control. Or, you know, I've had cases, you know, I've had co-work, a co-worker who just had a baby recently and a doctor wasn't listening and she was just like, no, listen to me. I feel this way. I know my body, you know, having to yep. advocate for herself yep. while in labor, 
you know, and having mm-hmm. our black men do that. I think, you know, too, we need to advocate for one another. There's been so much conversation around protecting black women, protecting black men. And truth be told, we just need to always be protecting one another, always speaking up for one another. If you feel like the other cannot, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. that's the only way we're going to get through this. And the best way to get through this mistrust is we need to have more black doctors, more black everything Agreed. so that we can, and i know all kim folk you know ain't folk, but yeah <laughs> but uh, but you know the ones who are we need to be able mm-hmm. to have those options it sucks when we only have two people to choose from mm-hmm. you know or you got to choose somebody who's closer to black because you know you just don't want to have someone that doesn't look like you at all mm-hmm. um, I get what you're putting out there for sure. And I think that's that's where I appreciate that I know there are some folks from different cultures that listen to the podcast. It, it gives us an ability to paint a, a more vivid picture, not an overly yeah. politicized picture, but an accurate picture of, hey, this distrust isn't just here as some type of propaganda, but it's just here from experience. Mm-hmm. And until you have you have gone into the trenches with our folks, our people, it's going to be difficult at times for you to understand. So yeah, there's a spiritual aspect of it. There's a subculture that I do believe kind of goes beyond just our culture, which is, yeah, the Christian faith. But Christ lived a life for the less fortunate. He lived a life to to be an inspiration to the lost, right? Um, so does that tension and that balance to, hey, how are we living out the gospel in our actions mm-hmm. instead of living out sometimes our politics? But we 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 gonna we gonna tread that line a little soft <laughs> from now until our second convo. Then we gonna then we gonna get it get in the weeds. Um, so the last one is um, how do we inform and support self care and mental health? Um, how do we practically do those things or promote those things in minority communities? That's why we have Let's Heal, of course. Um, (laughs) I think we've normalized it. I hear it in music now. Um, I see Mm -hmm. posts all the time on social media. Um, I think asking people how they're feeling and really meaning it and not ostracizing people when they say, I'm feeling depressed or or I'm feeling like the S word, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, which is like, you know, I don't Mm want to just say it in case of like disclaimers and things like that. But if someone's telling you that they're thinking about taking their life, then don't, don't uh, run away and make them feel bad. They told you that, which means that they don't want to, or they they wouldn't have told you. you. They trusted you. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that like, we really just have to normalize it so that we can get through it together. And I think that we need to check in on ourselves and on our friends more. Yep. You know? Wow, no, I haven't really done anything I love in a long time. Why why is that? Am I am I like what's going on with me? Oh, I haven't talked to so and so. I think we always mm-hmm. assume like, oh, I haven't talked to so and so. They so they fake. Must be good. <laughs> yeah, or they must be good. Yep. Meanwhile, you don't know what they're going through. You know, mm-hmm. just checking in on them and I like how people, you know, now when I'm having conversations, like, yeah, I was talking to my therapist the other day. Like, yes, good. Normal. It's normal now. Yeah. Yeah. It's great because there's nothing wrong with that. It's like 
just like you go to the doctor, sometimes you may have to go to the therapist, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that all. was the, the one thing this year that I appreciated. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off, Marissa. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but that was the one thing I appreciated this year is I think even like the bigger companies realized within their benefit packages, hey, we need to be sure with COVID, we are helping people with self-care and making it more affordable to do that. Even some of the, the self-care practices, they took it when they took it virtual instead of in person, a lot of it was free and it may still yes. be free, you know, but taking it to the point to that type of knowledge is not only um, known across the board, but it's reciprocated in all of our platforms, whether it be mm-hmm. the barbershop, it be the pulpit, it be the lectures with the students, it be, you know, at work, because if you don't know, you just don't know. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's really the big mm-hmm. thing. You don't know what you don't know. So don't beat yourself up about it, but instead ask questions, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so that even my Christian folks, I'm like, yo, the faith is literally a word for Christ is Emmanuel, meaning the God that walks with us. Right. So if we are saying we are Christ followers, it means when we make disciples, we're walking through life with people being mm-hmm. a reflection of who Christ is. If you're mm-hmm. not doing that or someone is sharing life with you and it's a little much hey, this is a part of what it looks like to be a Christ follower. Mm -hmm. And this is an opportunity to lead to a gospel conversation because they now know you are bought into them. They are not just a project or a number. Or Um, lead them to someone who can handle it. You know, sometimes we can't handle it. We don't have the bandwidth, but then lead them to someone who can. Yeah. And even if you don't, it's like, yo, if you know some people within that circle, hey, Set them up with someone who has the skill set to see them, you know, succeed and work through it and then check up on them. That's your mm-hmm. job. Right. <laughs> Don't just send them over there and be like, well, I, I, I did a good deed today. Like, uh, that's not how that goes. It's not how that works. <laughs> uh, but so um, we'll, we'll do one. We'll do the taking the L segment and I'll explain that in a second. And then I want to be sure we talk about your platform again, and how people can reach you. So with the Taking the L segment, so the folks that's new to the podcast, the Taking the L segment is a segment we do very routinely where it is speaking to whether that is in life, whether it is in school, whether it is in marriage. Y'all heard the funny one about the pork chop last week or a few weeks back, depending on when we, when we put this out, um, where you just simply realized, I need to take the L, meaning I needed to take the loss, and for the greater good of either a relationship, my grade, my job, I am going to not run out today. So what you got, Marissa? What's your take in the L segment? Ooh, child. Ooh, child. I feel like <laughs> I took the L today. Uh, hey, tell us about it. you know that what has happened at Capitol, um, mm-hmm. you know, the emails come. And let's mm-hmm. just say, you know, um, we got an email from someone and it was about four four sentences, I would say. And I was a little frustrated and, about how it was handled. And, you know, I took the L and I bit my tongue and I didn't say anything. Because you know what? I was like, 
something like this gonna happen again, and I'm a, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. But you know what? I'm happy I took the L because now I just checked um, when I got home, and they're actually having mm-hmm. a group discuss. We're having like a Zoom meeting tomorrow to really talk about what went down. Hey, um, so you see, sometimes about. taking the L is good because I would have said something. I would have been mm-hmm. an angry black woman because you know it's not too many of us at my yep. door. And then, you know, mm-hmm. but look, they're doing it and maybe they realize what was happening. And now <laughs> I don't have to find out. That's it. Sometimes, and me and even uh me and Eric was talking about that the other day. Sometimes we we get to the point where we realize, yo, I'm not gonna be the person who answers for every black woman or every mm-hmm. black man. We are not a monolith. Look, nope. sadly, I think I might be quoting somebody who I'm not the biggest fan of, but <laughs> sometimes it's just, yo, no, do some research, chop chop it back up when you're really concerned and have done some of the work, and let's have a constructive conversation rather than a destructive one where you just want to throw out your viewpoint and you really didn't call me to hear mine. That's what it sounded like to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> oh, and for y'all whom do not know what she is speaking about, she is, and that I will speak about somewhat directly. She is speaking about the incident that occurred in our White House during the transition of power from our current president, Mr. Trump. I got some two cents, but I'm gonna keep it to myself. And our president-elect Joe Biden and the Congress folks and the Senate folks. So depending on when we drop this, this may be very fresh in everyone's mind. This may be a few weeks removed and maybe everybody could take a breath, but we mm-hmm. don't want to just not act like it didn't happen. Because uh, it I'll did. Leave it, it definitely did. And I may do a podcast episode about it. It's really going to depend on how I feel um, because I do have some two cents. <laughs> I do have some two cents, but I'm going to marinate on it a little bit, make sure it ain't everybody else's two cents. But I am grateful for the ones of y'all who have handled the questions with grace, because I'm assuming the folks around me who may have a difference of opinion kind of know how fooled up I can be. And they were just like, nah, we're not even going to do shot like that. (laughs) Uh, But So um, the last portion that we want to talk about is I wanted to be sure we mentioned and um, promoted your brand with uh, the nonprofit. So can you give us some info on how we can reach you? Once again, tell us the name, location, all that good jazz. (laughs) Okay. So we are Let's Heal Incorporated. We are a official nonprofit in New York, but we do do a lot of virtual um, events because of COVID. So you can definitely check us out. Our Instagram is Let's Heal MH. Let's Heal MH is our Instagram. If you would like to email us to work with us in any way, you can email us at Let's Heal MH at gmail.com. And we also have a website that is only about two weeks old, and it's www.letshealmh.org. Uh, we have a whole page about who we are, our mission the members, and also a page about upcoming events. Um, We do actually have an event coming up this Saturday that we're really excited about. It's the uh, Youth Empowerment Program where we're going to have eight teens that we paid to teach them about mental health, and they're going to discuss their experiences with mental health dealing uh, during a pandemic. Uh, So thank you so much for having me on here. 
Um, and yes, please follow us on Instagram. You can email us and you can definitely check out our uh, website. That's what I'm talking about. And all of y'all who know me personally know how I feel about youth. So you will probably see me sharing it out within my own personal uh, social media pages. But please, please, please. It is online, right, Marissa? Yes. Um. So the Primarily, Youth Empowerment yep. Program, they're going to be doing like um showcasing a video this Saturday. Um. I think Erica, uh, sorry, mm. you weren't supposed to mention names. Are <laughs> you all got it. I didn't mention oh. her name by four times. <laughs> Uh, so she, I think she RSVP. We sent her a link, um, but I'll also shoot Great. you a link to um, on cool. Facebook, on Facebook Messenger, uh, so you can RSVP and come check it out. Um, you know, no. Erica did donate, so you guys are the reason that they were able to do this. So yes, thank hey, you. good, good. That's what it's all about. But anyone whom knows us as a couple knows me as an individual. I have always been extremely passionate about youth, as well as passionate about putting our actions and our finances and our words where our money is, right? So um, if you want to support, if you want to attend, um, I'm going to try to share out as much as I can probably within the next 24 hours to get it out to you all. But this is a great opportunity for us to do something that is probably a little bit faddish within the last year, but I'm not mad at it because it's about time, which is supporting our own Black-owned businesses. So this is a perfect opportunity to do that in a very healthy manner. So I'm going to be sure that all of this information, as well as information to reach her, is on our um, episode details at the bottom. So you can find it really quickly and on our social media information. So Marissa, thank you for joining us. This has been fun. I love that we could have candid convo and I'm grateful that you didn't feel like you had to be overly polished. So this is great. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. I'm proud of you. Um, This is so necessary. I'm so happy that COVID has given the space for Black men and women to really curate conversations that are so, so important and necessary and vital. Um, so thank you for even considering me to be on your, on any of your episodes. You know it. You know it. it. <laughs> <laughs> no sweat. No sweat. And you guys know if you want to leave any feedback for the Black Men Sidebar podcast, we have a Gmail at blackmensidebar at gmail.com. Once again, blackmensidebar at gmail.com. Um, reach out. Give us some feedback. Share it out to someone whom you know this will be a blessing to. Um, put it on your social medias um, and help us get some reviews so we can get a even larger platform within the platforms that we're on so that folks who aren't in your inner circles can hear it and be blessed by it. But uh, this has been fun, and we'll see you guys soon. Have a good one.